This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 24. Yay, it's Valentine's Day this week. In today's episode, I am talking to my husband, Adrian, about ways that we have learned to love each other well. So how well do you love your spouse? Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I am a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. I am so thrilled that you are here and have decided to listen to our podcast today. I've created it especially for you. The Wife Wisdom Podcast was created for women who desire to be married, women who are newly married and want to thrive in their marriage, and for women who've been married for a little while and need a little bit of encouragement (laughs) to stay married. So this podcast is, they're real conversations that we are having to just help cultivate your heart as a wife. And so in today's episode, I am so excited because Valentine's Day is coming up this week and we are talking about strategies that have helped me and my amazing husband love each other better. So I'm really excited to welcome back to the Wife Wisdom Podcast, <laughs> my awesome husband of 16 going on 17 years. Whoop, whoop to really? the podcast, Mr. Adrian Jones. Oh, oh my gosh. Yay! Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about today because, you know, we've gone through, so 17 years this year. Yup. We have gone through some ups, some downs, some highs and lows. Yep. We've dodged bullets. We've, you know, <laughs> hurtled over obstacles and we've really learned, I believe, we have, we're mastering, we're in the process of mastering the art of learning how to love each other the way each other really needs to be loved. And I feel like it's taken many years to get here. So my heart is to help other couples, other wives really learn from some of the mistakes that we've made. And so they don't have to go through the same hurdles and obstacles and tough times if they can really learn from our experience. Good. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Great. So some of the things that I wanted, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions first. Thank you first for coming and just sharing your expertise and Happy insight. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Now I don't have to go get anything. Right? <laughs> We're good, right? Right. Yeah. This is my Valentine's Day present. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So um, what I want to ask you is what does love look like to you? You know, first I want to ask, you know, for you, Adrian, but then because you're a man's man, you know, you really can give us insight into how men think, which I really believe helps us as women. But what does love look like to you? Um, wow. See, so I like this is that we didn't prep any of this. You didn't tell me any of these questions. I just got to get, be real and authentic. So let's see, real love feels like, for me, 
First of all, there's a level of respect that comes from my spouse. And that level of respect really speaks to your heart for loving me. So if you respect me, I know there's a, a great deal of love behind that one. Two, love also feels like allowing me to be who I am and without the criticism or without the, the commentary, let's say. But uh, it also, lastly, is when you recognize the things that make me happy and support, champion, help me achieve those things that contribute to my happiness, then you're loving me. You are truly loving me. Because at the root of all of that and all of that I've said is the fact that you know who I am. You understand me. You appreciate me for being Adrian. Mm. And you love me accordingly. So. That's good. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that is really glaring in many relationships, whether you're single and you're dating or you're married, right, is that whole love respect piece. That is very interesting because one of the things that you said that you even equate love to is me respecting you, which I think is really deep because we as women think and believe, I think, is that if we do love you, that that then we really are respecting you. But they're not necessarily the same thing because our definition of loving you may not be your definition of what respect looks like, right? Exactly. So it's important that you understand what my level of respect is or what respect looks like for me so that you can love me um, the way I need to be loved. So if you don't understand what respect is to me, one, then how can you? So it's important that that definition or that defining process takes place so that you know how to love me and what it looks like. So that uh, it's clear, it's concise, and there's no, it's not murky, it's not gray, it's not, uh, uh, you know, ambiguous. You can truly know who, what respect looks like for me so that you're able to love me like I need to be loved. Yeah, that is really, that's a good one because I just think that so many women don't know what that is. They well, do not. I think a piece of it too is um, um, it comes down, you and I talk about this all the time, especially mm -hmm. when we talk to other couples, is about studying your spouse and learning who your spouse is and understanding when to talk to him, how to love him. Um, those things are, it's a that's a big piece of figuring it out. Same thing for men. Men have to understand their wives. They have to learn to understand their wives. They have to learn their wives how they, when's a good time to talk to their wives? Uh, when's not a good time to talk to their <laughs> right. wives? Um, uh, also, sometimes when's there, when's there time to fix something? When isn't a time to fix something? When they, mm. When wives just need to be heard, when they just need to talk, they need to... Uh, get out whatever is plaguing or bothering them um, but it it doesn't it's not innate for men to have that or to know that it truly yeah. takes studying it takes work and it's not work that's normal <laughs> it's right. it's work that's different than than you are accustomed to or have grown accustomed to in a relationship it really requires that you 
go to a different space or place to really understand who your spouse is or try to understand who they are. Yeah, that's really good um, because we have worked over a decade, easily sure. over a decade in really studying each other um, and you not immediately wanting to fix something when I share something with you because that is sometimes very annoying. <laughs> and so I really... To you. To me. Right. Exactly. But I so appreciate the fact that you know that and that I can now say, babe, I don't need you to fix it. Yeah. I just need you to listen. Because sometimes even now, after seven, sure. well, 17 years, I need to still remind you. Why is that, though? But Because I feel like we've created a safe place to be able to say that to each other where you're not offended right. by me saying, babe, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Right, but at the same time, most men are fixers. That's what we do right. innately. That's something that's innate. Yes. We fix it. If it's broken, let's fix it. If it's not working, let's change it. Let's. That's what we do. So it takes stepping out of our natural role mm-hmm. um, to be supportive, to be helpful, to be... Um, what do you call it? therapeutic in a way to to learn how to listen to learn how to just be there or be present and and not really um, and then to to care not act like you care but to just care and and it takes time to develop that so right right that's really good um, and so what can women do you said to you said to study their spouse right. we talked about this we talk about this a lot whether we're speaking or on a panel or even one-on-one coaching or couples coaching, but what can women do to love their spouse better? You said to, they need to study them. What does that mean? It means, honestly, for women, for men? For women. Okay, for women, what it means is uh, getting a definition. Mm -hmm. And just be, and here's the thing about us, is that you don't have to try to figure us out. You know, that's something we have to do. No, but really, you have to figure it out. You could come point blank to the point. Hey, what does love look like to you? What does respect look like to you? How do I love you? How don't I love you? What's the best way to love you? What is it that I do that makes you feel love? And it can be... Ask the same question in different ways until you get the answer you want from your spouse. But typically, a man already has those answers. And he's going <laughs> to let you know what those answers are. Right. And the key is, is that, um, you, like I said, you can't understand how to love him unless you know what love looks like to him. And the, all too often, we know, we all get plagued by it. It's that you want to love me the way you yep. receive love. Yep. Guess what? I don't want to be loved that way. Yeah, That's how you want to be loved. I don't want to be loved. I don't need you to cook for me. Because guess what? I can cook for myself. Right. You know? And so you got to find out what it is that makes me feel loved. Yeah. Period. That's really good because I think that was a real turning point in our marriage where we understood the five love languages. Um, Gary Chapman, ladies and gentlemen, are um, is the author of the five love languages. If you have not heard of the five love languages, please Google them. Go to fivelovelanguages.com. There is a test, a love language test that you can take. Your Each of you can take it. Your children can take it. It's amazing. So Gary Chapman over to, has literally over 20 years of experience where he's done research and has found these five love languages that people give and receive love. And they are gifts, 
acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because this really transformed the way we loved each other. I think initially many, many years ago, probably year three, maybe year three or four, <laughs> where we started to be more intentional in loving one another the way we needed to be loved, not loving the other person the way they needed to be loved. And a great example of that is when we first got married, we took the the five love languages test. My love language was, qual- was quality time and acts of service. And Adrian's was physical touch. Now on the scale, it gives you different numbers for each because you can have a couple that may be the same. It may be quality time and gifts may both be at, at a nine or an eight. And so what was interesting is my lowest love language was physical touch, which was which was Adrian's highest. So here we have the discrepancy, right? If I'm supposed to love you, if my job as a wife is to love you the way you need to be loved, but it's the lowest love language on my scale or in my scale, you know, spectrum or whatever, how hard is it for me to love you in a way that yours is like a 10, mine is a one. And I think that's also some, the rub in some people's relationships is because they want to love each other. They want to love, which is in an area that is easy for them. So if my love language is quality time and that's the last on your list, I'm wanting to spend a whole bunch of time with you and you're like, um, I need my space, right? Which can cause a rub. Or if, if acts of service, we had three babies in three years. And so acts of service was very important to me. Like pick up the, the toys, you know, fold the clothes without me having to ask you, wash the dishes, do something, right? That was a way that I needed to be loved, especially in that season. And you just wanted physical touch every season. Touch me. That had has never changed <laughs> to physical touch, 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 right? And I'm like, oh, I had three babies in three years. Please don't touch me. Touch me. Right? So talk a little bit about a how do men and women really learn how to love each other in each other's love language when that's the last thing on the their list of things to do well first of all is that when you okay in relationship and marriage you have to realize that not it's not so much the give and take or the compromise it's really looking a little deeper and saying, you know, I love this person that I'm with. And this person loves me. And because I love you, I'm willing to g- let go of what I believe or step outside of my comfort level or area and truly love you like you need to be loved. And whether it's comfortable, whether it feels good, whether it's nice and and it uh, comes together in this perfect way or not, you still have to love that person the way they need to be loved. And that's where, and again, and that's the value in the relationship. That's where it's created. That's where it's like, hey, I, this person, I love this person so much that I'm tired as I don't know what, but I'm going to be available for my husband. Or I love my wife so much, you know what? 
She's not going to lift her finger. I'm, look, these clothes are going to be folded. This room is going to be straight. I'm going to pick up the kids. I'm going to put them to bed. I'm going to do whatever it is. Uh, that even though it's not my lane, <laughs> I'm going to jump in that lane because I love that person. And really, that's what it is. It's, it's like when you figure out, hey, it's bigger than just me and mine. What I want, what makes me feel good. When, I, it, when it's bigger than those things that you recognize that fact. And you truly earnestly love that person that you are you know in the relationship with that's where i think that's where it, you the it's a not like necessarily a light bulb moment but where the true um that that the shift takes place mm. it's where it really moves switches from me 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 to it's bigger than me yeah that's really good. I think that has helped that has helped me with you sharing that even early on. That's helped me a lot because I do love you and I know that physical touch is your love language. So I've really over the years have had to really learn sacrifice in that area because love language to you is intimacy regularly every day, right? So having having our marriage start off very busy with three babies we had three in diapers you know six years of walking like feeling like a deer in headlights but still needing to love you along the way so that you're not one tempted to look for love other places or you know taking it upon yourself to love you know what I mean it's just it was really important for me when you shared that perspective that if you love the person that you're with why wouldn't you jump in that lane that may be uncomfortable, that may be inconvenient, that may be, you know, something that you that feels like such a sacrifice. And so to really love you regularly, I remember there was a time where I had to put, you know, make love to my husband on my calendar. I had to put in, you know, have spend intimate time with Adrian on my make an alarm for it. Because that was so not on my radar, trying to manage three babies and toddlers and dealing with all of that and being so exhausted. Ladies, I've even, to the point, taken a nap. Like, oh, I need a power nap (laughs) so that I can wake up and be available for my husband. So there is a sacrifice. There is a level of inconvenience that is, is... important when loving your spouse. It is critical. And we're going to have a podcast a little later about how do you love your spouse in the middle of having little babies, because that's a whole nother story. And I know a lot of our listeners are in the thick of that season where they have young children. The last thing they're thinking about is sex, but their husband is like, Hey, don't forget about me. What about me? And so what have you had to sacrifice to learn to love me? Um, well, it, again, I think I sacrifice my... No, it's not what I sacrifice. It's what did I have to... How did I learn, I think, is a better mm. question. How did you learn that you needed to sacrifice things yourself in order to love you properly? Um, what it was is that if... You know, we both, we, I said we have a glass or a tank. And when it 
you love a person, that tank depletes a little bit, goes down a little bit more, goes down a little bit more. And you need to be replenished. And sometimes that replenishment comes from whether you seek spiritual replenishment or replenishment physically, or replenishment from your spouse, affirmation, whatever that replenishment is, it needs to be replenished. So um, I learned that I had to put away... And again, the understanding that I was putting away things temporarily, not permanently, temporarily, in order to replenish your tank. So while you would pour out with the kids, pour out doing things, pour out cleaning up, pour out taking care of our home, um, there was no replenishment. So I found out what those things were. You love massage. Mm -hmm. I don't like massage. <laughs> but you do. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay, how can I get her a massage? Okay, one, give her a massage. <laughs> I don't like it, but guess what? It makes you feel good. It helps you to re to get your tank full. So it was really said, okay, I'll do this, and it's going. And again, the key was for me early on was to remember to figure out that I was doing these things because I was loving you, not doing these things with an expectation of my love being returned. Very good. So that was huge. That was huge because initially it was like, okay, I did this for you. Why aren't you doing it for me? So good. But you know what? When I took on that mindset, I wasn't really loving you. Oh. I was just, really, I was just doing what I thought I needed to do to get what I wanted. So now in loving you, I truly love you. Give her a massage. Get done. Okay, you're good. As long as you're good, I'm good. No expectation. You're good because I'm good because you're good. Mm. That's a different mindset that I'm good because I'm making you good because I want to be good. Yep. Those are different. So um, putting away that, you know, ulterior motive or um, uh, reciprocating uh, type of uh, mentality was was key. So really, that's what it was. Put it away. Love her like she needs to be loved, and keep it moving. Your turn will come, and that's the thing is that you had to start that process. So I started, and then guess what? One day when I say, "Babe, mm, I know we're gonna do this, but I want to go play eighteen holes of golf, be gone four hours on a family day or a Sunday afternoon because the weather's perfect. Can I go, please?" Yeah. And you're like, "Go." Right. Uh oh. There's a process. There's a cycle. There's something that allows her to love me the same way I needed to be loved. Yep. And there I am. I'm gone and I'm being loved. And I come home and I'm happy. And guess what? I want to love her again. Yeah. How can I love her again? Let me cook dinner. I went to play golf. I want to make dinner for the family. Oh, you're making dinner tonight? Yep, I got it. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, good job. Thank you so much. I'll clean up the kitchen. Thank you for making dinner. I'll clean up the kitchen. Good. The next day I know you want to touch me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It's a win-win-win, yes. you know? But again, the thing is, is that when you look at it and find out that it's bigger than just you, or when you really look at it and you say, I really want to love my, I want to love my person. You're my yeah. person. I want to yeah. love you because I love you. Nothing more. Yeah. Just because I love you. That's so good because I just feel that, um. Sorry, my beard itched. Seriously. I'm scratch. Um. That's I, that's really good because I feel that there's so much manipulation in relationship in marriage. Oh my gosh, it's rampant. Yeah. So oh, I'll I want to do this or I want to buy this, but what there's an expectation for something in return when you 
do the act or when you take the action, you know? So I think that's so good about doing it without any expectation in return. And I want to give her a massage without any expectation in return, because when you do that, it absolutely starts this beautiful cycle that we learned early on that there's one person who has to sacrifice or one person who has to die to self for the, then what happens is it, it encourages and and inspires the other person to do the same thing. And then it really does, it's this beautiful harmony, this dance, right, of Mm. love Mm. towards each other that you give me a massage and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so great. And then you ask to go to golf and I'm like, sure, baby, go. Then you're so excited. You come back, you, you do dinner, which is my love language, acts of service. And then I'm like, well, let me clean up for you. And then... Um, let me touch you, right? Because then I want to love you back because you loved me the way that I needed to be loved. So that was, I love that example. That is huge. And so what 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 can I do to love you better? Like, is this for public consumption? <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. And so <laughs> what do I do that makes you feel loved fully? Like, what? No, I think it's 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 a little bit of what we just um, talked about, and that is when you just see me, you know, in the Avatar. Was that the movie yes. Avatar? Yes. And because I see you. Yes. When you see me, and you recognize that one, and it, it and it's not necessarily in the moment. It's it's understanding who I am. One. But two, say I've had a terrible week or a tough week, and I just need, you've taken all that into consideration. You've taken the fact that, okay, it's been wintertime. He hasn't gone out and done anything. It's been tough. Uh, or, or the job and my the people I work with stink or whatever it is. You take all that cons- in consideration. You've studied me, that time frame, the week that's transpired. You're looking at me where I am in my moment and you can just see who I am or what I'm dealing with and understanding that he, whether it's responsibility, weight, um, frustration, whatever it is, when you can truly just see where I am and speak or express whatever you need to express because of where I am in that moment, that is the ultimate, that is the ultimate loving of me. That's the ultimate um, expression from you, from your heart to me, when you can just see me, when you can understand me and then love me accordingly. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, an act of service. It just is knowing me. And that knowing me is loving me. When you know me, you truly are loving me. And because sometimes it could be just nothing or it could be just letting me sit downstairs by myself, watching James Bond all day long, and just say, hey, you okay? I'm great. And check it on me. I'm good. But you didn't bother me, or you didn't make me get up and do something. But you understood (laughs) where I was. And that's what I wanted to do in that moment, needed to do in that moment. Not that it should be where I reside by any stretch, but just knowing me where I am and and seeing that. That is the ultimate expression of loving me, I believe. That's really good. And vice versa, I feel the same way. Um, and so one of the things, um, listeners, that 
we want to just share that can help you to be able to experience this beautiful harmony and expression of mutual love is that we had to be overly communicative in the very beginning. Like we had to, if Adrian said, you know, I'm going downstairs, I just really want to binge on James Bond, you know, that I needed to infer that he may be down there. That's just something he wanted to do. And um, I was going to just leave him alone and give him his space. And so it may be same thing that we were talking about earlier. Like, babe, I sometimes I'll even before I even begin the conversation, I'll say, you know what? I need to share something with you. I need to get it off my heart. It's been really bothering me, but I don't need you to fix it. So I say that ahead of time so he doesn't frustrate me by trying to fix my situation with what I want to share with him. So it's important to sometimes over communicate if you are in the very beginning stages of studying your spouse or significant other, that it's important for you to ask questions. Don't assume, don't, uh, yeah, don't assume that you understand and that they understand what you need. It's important for you to ask for what you need, to have the the commitment to the communication in the relationship that you want to ask, babe, do you need to be by yourself? Do you need to go take a nap? Do you need to go swing some balls, hit some balls? Do you need to go <laughs> Do you need to go play golf? Bye. Go, go. Because every time he comes back, he's so much happier and he's so much nicer and it's in such a better space. So sometimes I'm like, oh, you had a rough day? Go play golf. Go play golf. Like, bye. Have fun. Because I want the best version of my husband all the time. And if I can do whatever I can do to help him to be the best version of himself, then I want to do that. If that's allowing him to go play golf with his best friends who are fanatics like him, if that's allowing him to watch James Bond, if that is allowing him to just be grumpy and leave him alone, then I've learned to do that. But again, it's taken 17 years. So, but in the process, we've had a lot of bumps and bruises along the way in really learning each other. And I'm so excited to say that we are in a place where we've, we've learned each other there, you know, we still have a few hiccups here and there, but we've created a safe place of being able to communicate honestly and sincerely and authentically that we don't, we don't have a whole bunch of the offense. Not any longer, right. The idea is that it used to take us, what, a week to get through offense and then Ladies. days to get through offense. And now it's just a matter of understanding because when I truly understand my spouse's heart and they've offended me or I'm hurt by something they've done, their heart is truly to love me. I don't dwell in that place because I know they really want to love me. Okay, they made a mistake. They did something bad. And Lord knows I'm guilty of it. And the, the key is, is that I, please forgive me, I apologize. That's not what I meant to do. Uh, or if I did do that, that's, I'm sorry I hurt you. Let's move on, let's get back to our happy place and put this thing back on track. Because nobody wants to just dwell in that place of just ugh, right. uncomfortableness or just uh, a place that it's not healthy for your relationship. Right. So you can forgive move on, move forward. I'm not saying you forget, but you can forgive and and and, and move forward always. Yeah. And it's just a matter of whether or not, oh, I think how much you love the person. 
how much you love that other person. And if I can love you, if I love you like I say I do, then guess what? Your heart was always for me. It's always going to oh. be for me. And if I mess up or you mess up, then guess what? I, I'm obligated to forgive you and move forward. I am. Because I truly love you, and I know you really love me. Wow. So with those two things, I mean, if that's a excuse me, if that's a foundation of your relationship, then pff, whatever. None of the stuff, the 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 offense doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yes, it may hurt, it may be uncomfortable, it may may have upset you, but guess what? We can get back from that. Wow, that is so powerful. A eh? that is so good. Um, Wow, that's really good because that, I think that permeates into all relationships. Absolutely. Right? So yep. if you already know that that person's heart is to love you, but they've offended you, yep. why wouldn't you're obligated to forgive them and get it back on track, right? Do you want to be right or do you want to be reconciled? Right. And explain it because right means you want to hold your, you want to stand your ground. Do you want to stand your ground or do you want to get back to a place of harmony and peace? Yeah. And really, and that's what it is because being right. I mean, that doesn't make anybody... Being right does not make necessarily for harmony. It does not. Okay, you were right. Now what? Yeah. You see, you're you're in your room with your lip poked out, <laughs> and he's out of the house doing who knows what. Right. You know, then you're like, where are you? What are you doing? That, and a whole bunch of madness. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Doesn't have to be there. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome a. so much, Chris. I so appreciate I you, you hopping on, especially this week because it's Valentine's Woo! Day. Yeah. Yay. And <laughs> you're hilarious. And I just um, love the fact that you're able to bring some insight to my ladies, my my sisters who are wives or desire to be wives because we really want to understand y'all. We really do. Right. And it helps to get insight and perspective from another man. So I thank you so much for being on the Wife Wisdom Podcast today. I so appreciate you and, and love your insight into right. how to love you better personally, but how women can really learn to love their husbands better. And um, I'm going to just on, on a departing note. Yes. Just one little thing. If a man or your husband tells you something, it's exactly what he told you. <laughs> Don't try to, mm, did he mean? No, he meant what he said. In most cases, in almost all cases. Mm. So one thing I know women sometimes get fall into is the need to try to decipher or figure out or try to interpret yeah. what your spouse or your husband said. No, what he said is what he meant. So don't look more into it. Don't try to read more. Don't try to make it something that it's not. Take his words verbatim for what he said because when he said what he said, more than likely, that's what he meant. Yeah, that's really good. That's just a little piece. That's really good. But yeah. the thing is also with women, they sometimes may not understand what he said. So ask him. Right. So ask him. How about that? Yep. So they may Try not understand that. what Try he out. meant. See how that works. But ask him, out. okay, what do you mean by this? And right. if they say it's just what I said, okay, I don't understand what that means, that it's important for the husband to be open enough to be able to explain what that is, what that means, right? That's correct. Exactly. So, um, so ladies, there you have it. There you go. It's awesome. 
to uh, have insight each and every day. This is, we've been together 18 years. So this, almost 17 years married. So this is a lot of wisdom coming to you live right now um, or on this podcast if you're listening to the replay. But um, thank you so much for joining each and every week. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast, sharing it with your family and your friends, your sisters and your brothers, other couples, because that's how we're able to get the the truth out, the real conversations out with nothing hidden, no hidden agendas, the real nitty gritty of what marriage and being married is all about. So thank you again so much. If you are not a part of our community, please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash join wife wisdom to be on our mailing list. And if you are not on Instagram or if you have not started to follow us on Instagram, please go to at Wife Wisdom Podcast. But thank you so much again. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. If you are do not have a significant other, I want you to love, love, love on yourself this week like never before. Go get a massage. Go take yourself to dinner and a movie. But celebrate your singleness. If you are married, um, make sure you love your spouse the way they need to be loved. See you next week. Love you guys. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.